Does the Old Grey House sound sort of like a book title to anyone else? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. You know, you, you ride down the road and you just see that old gray house, the one that's just beaten down, and you're like, what happened to that? And why is it there? It just sits there. It doesn't do anything. Just the old gray house. That's just what it is. Anyways, that's the title of the message, and we're talking about becoming a new creation and getting rid of the old and in with the new. Let's do it. Welcome, friends, to New Plan Life, where we've decided to hit the restart button on our lives and pursue what is life-giving instead. We'll be studying scripture daily, talking about current events with guests, and so much more. Thanks for listening. God bless. I just got to warn you, this podcast, you might be a little convicted. You might want to surrender a little more. And uh, hopefully it'll create a response in your life, and it will infringe on the way that you're now daily living in a better way to glorify God. So just a disclaimer, just warning you ahead of time. The Bible likes to do that, you know. Christians should not take the term new creation lightly, I think. When God says to become a new creation, he's talking about demolition days. He's talking about complete demolition and restart. He's calling you to completely destroy that old life and rebuild from the ground up a new person. Okay, so here we go. Imagine an old gray house. This is the example I'm going with. Every block of that house is a brick of the knowledge you have before Christ in regards to life, the things you've learned, the things you've been taught since you were a taught Not a tater tot, but a tot. And of course, some people's house is going to be bigger than others according to how much human knowledge you have, right? Some people will have a very large old gray house. Some people will have a small dog size studio apartment house. And that's, I I joke in a godly way, of course. I don't mean any offense by that. But just some people will have more worldly knowledge than others. But... God wants that old gray house of human knowledge and wisdom to completely fall and just forget all of it and have our minds completely transformed to fit godliness and no longer worldliness. After committing to Christ and demolishing our old house, that's when it's time to build a new one, right? With the foundation being Christ, we can now start to build. Brick by brick, scripture by scripture, we're building this new house with only biblical knowledge on how to live throughout life. This time, though, being taught by the Bible and not by the world or even by a person. The idea of building a new creation really has one goal, to live like Christ. If you're watching vulgar movies, listening to ungodly music, looking at a screen for six hours a day... And then, hey, you become saved, and now you cut down to three hours a day. It's like you're, you're missing the point. Those are the bricks that God wants to completely demolish, and those are the bricks you're not willing to demolish. Many try to live as a new creation, but all the while sneaking the old bricks in the old selfish ways back into our lives because we never had the self-control to completely destroy them. I think of wielding a massive sledgehammer and just smashing brick by brick. And each brick is labeled with the worldly ways that I live. 
let's say one says video games, another says Hulu, and looking around and see if anyone's watching, I don't break those bricks because they're my favorite bricks. But instead, I sneakily slide my favorite bricks into my pockets and continue to break the worldly bricks that I'm really not that attached to. And I imagine God just coming to me in the middle of this demolition and me just swinging that hammer and he's like, wait, why, why didn't you break those? As he points to my pocket. Uh, because they aren't that bad. You know, I respond to God Almighty that they aren't that bad. And of course he would respond something like, well, do you decide if it's bad or do I? Because the house you're building is my house. You're gonna you're gonna live for me, right? Then so you should allow me to put the bricks there. You you don't get to choose which bricks you get to keep, because if you're living fully surrendered in a life dedicated to me, you don't you don't get to keep the bricks you want. And pushing this a little further, I think God would be fair in asking, where does my word permit Christians to decide what is godly and ungodly in their pleasures? And if he were asking me in that moment, uh, if I'm being honest, I'd be like, well, nowhere. And God's like, then why don't you get rid of those bricks for perfect bricks? Why do you keep grabbing bricks that are literally broken and gross and, and gray? He's like, I want to put better ones there. I want to make your life better. And you just keep grabbing these bricks and sneaking them into your pocket like I don't see that. Like, I see that, right? God sees when we do things like that. And if we're being honest with God, it's because I have no self-control. Self-control is a crucial fruit of the Spirit that we've seen to just kind of swipe off the table of Christianity, right? We say, I can't stop playing video games. I can't stop watching horror movies. I can't stop watching Family Guy. I can't stop watching Game of Thrones. I can't stop watching ungodly videos on YouTube. But it's time for us to start being honest with ourselves. Stop lying to yourself and saying, yeah, it's not that bad. Wake up, the scripture says. We are children of the light, not children of the dark. 1 Thessalonians 5, 5 and 6 says. We need to be completely and openly honest on what God's definition of godly living is and not our own definition. By defending your way of living, by saying it's not that bad, we are claiming godhood ourselves. We are putting ourselves in the seat of God, defining what is good and what is bad. We ask God to completely rebuild us, but we ask him to rebuild us with the bricks that are in our pocket that we aren't willing to give up. Christians, which are obviously people, usually tend towards the gray bricks where we stay away from the obvious black bricks, the obvious sins, but we try to get away with using the gray ones. If godly bricks are white as a symbol for light in this scenario, how much do you think those gray bricks would stand out in that white house? Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow, Isaiah 118 says. Jesus didn't die so you could live in the gray. Jesus died so you could live as white as snow. The question shouldn't be, how close to sin can I get without sinning? 
It should be, how far can I get away from sinning? One of my favorite verses in the Bible, Galatians 5.16, Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. God gives us a solution for how to get rid of those gray bricks right here. Stop doing them. Get rid of them. Stop walking in them. Stop spending your time on them. Stop giving them the honor and glory and worship that they don't deserve. If we walk by the Spirit, we'll naturally want and desire spiritual things. We'll desire that spiritual building, even if we aren't the one building that building. Because we refuse, as Christians should refuse, to take control of that building process and let God do all of the spiritual building. The only building we know how to do is worldly building and how to build that old gray house according to our own wisdom and our knowledge and uh, what we think we have of power. But if we relinquish all that power and walk in the Spirit and let the Spirit build the house, then we will be walking in the life that God has called us to. So our new plan for today is to stop justifying those gray bricks. Stop hiding them and stop protecting them. Smash them. Get rid of them. Let God do his full and complete work in you. When scripture says God is the potter, we need to stop telling God what tools to use to create that pottery and giving him the know-how or how we would like him to do it. We just, we got to let him be the potter. We got to give him full control, full creative control to build that new house because Our knowledge compared to his knowledge is laughable. He's perfect in every way. And for us to stand in his presence and say, no God this way or no God, I want this. Then that tells God right there that you aren't fully surrendered because you're satisfied with keeping parts of your life that are gray and parts of your life that you haven't fully surrendered to him. So thank you guys for joining. Thank you for talking about the old gray house. That would be a good book title. It probably is. I don't know. Anyways, thanks for talking about becoming a new creation and finding out how to do that and uh, not justifying um, the gray areas in our life anymore, but instead surrendering them completely and letting God put something perfect there and spiritual instead. If you have any questions, uh, message me on Facebook. I'd love to hear about your new plan and what you're walking in. And thank you guys again. God bless. Peace.